the crazy thing is there's motivation to do those things, right? Like we don't just act randomly. This is not chaos. Our actions are motivated by something. So the really good question to ask yourself is, what's motivating me to overeat? What's motivating me to eat when I'm not hungry, to stay up late, to oversleep and miss my workout? Do you have any thoughts about that? talk to you about olives. How do you feel about olives? Olives. Um, I'm not a fan of olives. I, I don't know, was it some, it was maybe in a movie or a show where someone said every couple has one person who likes olives and one person who doesn't. And if you're <laughs> in that category, then you're good to go. Um, my wife likes olives. I don't. Oh, okay. So match made in heaven is yes. what you're saying. Oh my gosh. So it's so funny that you are bringing that up because I have a story about a former love interest and olives. <laughs> I promise there's a point. All right. I used to hate olives, right? Growing up, I was definitely one of those people that was like, can't stand them. And I'll be really honest, those little black things that they put on pizza and sometimes that are in salad, still can't stand those. Cannot stand those. But there was a point in my life, my younger life, my younger years, I really liked this guy and he was into olives and we were going to hang out and do like a little picnic dinner one night. And I thought it would be really nice to get some olives to share. I did not like olives. I did not like them, but I was so motivated by the possibility of sharing this meal and olives with this guy because I knew he really liked them. That I put in time training myself to like olives. <laughs> I know, right? Like, that's, uh, I'm not sure whether to feel embarrassed or not. But the good news is, I still enjoy olives from time to time. I don't totally hate them. So, you know, it was, uh, it was the short motivation of a possible fling, <laughs> love interest. The power of motivation. For years and years. Yes, exactly. And that's what I want to talk about. I mean, don't worry. I'm not actually saying to you all that you need to go out there and train yourself to eat olives. <laughs> um, it's hard. <laughs> and if you do decide to do it, go pick nice ones from like a really nice olive bar. I think I got mine at like Whole Foods in New York City. So, you know, not cheap. <laughs> So anyway, that is going to be our topic of discussion today. Motivation, which listen, we talk about it all the time, don't we? We do. Yeah. I mean, this is like our thing. Like, and what do you always say, Adam? Talk to me about like, what's your viewpoint on motivation? Um, well, it seems like often people are telling me, Adam, I don't feel motivated. And mm -hmm. I always say motivation comes from action, right? You right. have to act first, then the motivation follows. But so often I think we expect to feel motivated. And then once we feel this motivation, then we're willing to act. But mm -hmm. that is not true. Motivation comes from action. And the key thing is when you don't feel motivated at all, when you feel like a slug, taking the smallest action possible. And I think that's the mistake people make is they don't feel motivated, quote unquote, and they don't act. But you have to train yourself and practice taking action even when you don't feel like it. 
And the best way to do that is start small. But the biggest thing I hear is I don't feel motivated. And if you're waiting to feel motivated, you're essentially waiting for the stars to align. You have to take action first. Okay. So, right. This version of motivation that we talk about all the time is really a feeling, mm -hmm. right? And people are looking for a feeling to inform their actions, to inform their choices, right? So I was doing a little digging this week and I don't remember where I saw it, but anyway, there's like a, there's a second definition of motivation that I think is really helpful. And I want us to kind of dig into it a little more today. Yes. Motivation is a feeling. And just like you said, we can't sit around and wait for it. So two things, one is we're actually always motivated and we're going to talk about that. Um, but number two, motivation is reason. It's reason or reasons why we do something or don't do something. So we don't actually have to wait. That that always exists. And so here's here's the example I want to give, right? Like, like you said, and I hear this all the time too, and we see this all the time, people coming into the program. Oh, my goal is, right, maybe to get fit or run a marathon or lose weight or learn to eat better or change my relationship with food. And then when we ask, we ask uh, on our questionnaire about obstacles, right? Like what are the obstacles? Probably like nine times out of 10, it's, I don't feel motivated, mm -hmm. right? Or I'm not motivated. Or they lose so motivation. So this is, or they lose motivation, right? Which by the way, if you're calling motivation a feeling, we always lose feelings. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's how feelings work. They're visitors. They come, they go, they come, yeah. they go. Um, so the example is, let's just take the example of a weight loss client, okay? They come in, my goal is to lose 25 pounds, but I don't feel motivated. Okay, so my first um, recommendation would be in line with what you said, Adam, which is, all right, let's find some actions we can take, small actions that we can take that help you get the feeling of motivation, right? Which is really um, drive. Can we start calling the feeling of motivation drive instead? Because I feel like that's really a better descriptor. What do you think about that? Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, and, you know, some days we feel driven to move. Some days we don't. Some days we feel driven to do certain work. Some days we don't. Um, but yeah, I think that's certainly an uh, accurate way to describe it. Okay. And that's also like a physical uh, word or uh, like a active word, yeah. driven, drive. Okay. So, all right. So we're going to get the feeling of driven or the feeling to, you know, be driven um, by taking action. Now, the second piece of that is, okay, I don't have motivation to do the things it takes to lose weight. That's really clear. So then let's look at what we are doing. Okay, so some obstacles that we see getting in the way of weight loss would be overeating, um, grazing all day, um, uh, skipping workouts. What else can you think of? Um, eating when you're not physically hungry, uh, eating when you're okay. emotionally hungry. Um, okay. Eating more than you think right. you are. Okay. Um, staying up late, not getting enough sleep, right? Those, those things too, which, you know, does impact our food intake. Okay. So we're currently doing those things as weight loss client, a, who wants to lose 25 pounds. We're currently doing these things, overeating, eating when we're not hungry, emotionally eating, not getting enough sleep. Okay. 
Adam, and we talked about this. The crazy thing is there's motivation to do those things, right? Like we don't just act randomly. This is not chaos. Our actions are motivated by something. So the really good question to ask yourself is, what's motivating me to overeat? What's motivating me to eat when I'm not hungry, to stay up late, to oversleep and miss my workout? Do you have any thoughts about that? Yeah. I, I always say every behavior has a motivation and everything we do has a motivation. The human's number one uh, motivation is to avoid discomfort. And I used to think it was to avoid discomfort and seek pleasure, but I've, I think I've changed my mind on that. And I think it's mostly just to avoid discomfort. So let's say, you know, you're overeating, you're doing that to avoid the feeling or the discomfort of something else, right? If you're staying up late, you're doing that to avoid the discomfort of perhaps feeling like you have no time for yourself or you work all day, like there's every behavior has a motivation. So yes, I, I couldn't agree more. Okay. So two things. Number one, we agree that all of, all of our motivations that in this current situation really boil down to comfort seeking or come on discomfort avoidance, yes. <laughs> perhaps. The other thing is, guess what? We're always motivated. We're always motivated, right? It just, what are we motivated to do or what are we motivated by? So here is my recommendation for those of us who really feel challenged when it comes down to motivation to change what we've got, all right? You have to start building a case. You have to start, I mean, become like a lawyer. I have some lawyer clients. Let me tell you, they make me a better coach every day because I have to build a case, <laughs> right? I get a lot of practice. Have you worked with any lawyers recently, Adam? Yes, many. Right, don't you feel like you have to like have like your docket all set? You're like, okay, come up with all your motives, right? <laughs> have your argument ready. <laughs> so you kind of have to become a lawyer for yourself, right? Like, okay, let me build my case. Let me develop my motives for losing weight. And really what I'm saying is you gotta get really crystal clear on why weight loss is your goal. Why client A is losing 25 pounds your goal. And then you have to start tacking motives to it, right? And in this sounds simplistic, Adam, talk to me about times you've seen clients be successful with very thin or skimpy whys. Does that happen often? Like you see like amazing success with somebody who's like and just, I kind of want to lose weight. Rarely. It's hard because, you know, if their motivation is to simply just to be healthier, that's not very exciting. Like there has to be some real excitement. You have to really believe that your life is going to be better, that your life is going to be more fun when you lose the weight uh, or you get more fit or you get healthier. It can't just be, I want to be healthier. It's too vague. It's not specific enough. So I always challenge clients, like, let's get super specific. Um, and the more specific you can get, the better. So rarely do you see someone who has a very fleeting or very light motivation uh, do well. Because again, there's not that core drive to succeed day in and day out. It's not all that exciting. There has to be that exciting carrot. There has to be that, you know, fun carrot at the end of the journey or even during the journey. 
Yeah. And I think you make a good point. Like even like a 25 pound weight loss goal, it's pretty big, right? And it's, by the way, if you're working with us, that's not even the goal. <laughs> like it is the goal, but that's like one of the goals on the way to the ultimate goal, which is learning how to sustain it, right? Mm -hmm. Really making this a lifestyle. And that is truly our goal here at My Body Tutor and for all our clients. Even if they don't think it is, that's what we want. Totally. Um, but it's a big goal, right? And so, yeah, then you have to break it down and say, okay, what are my my goal steps along the way? And that's where the fun is, right? Like you guys, you can't come into this and just say, yeah, I'm going to get healthier. You're absolutely right, Adam. And I tell you, like anytime I work with a client or even talk to coaches about their clients who are frustrated along the way or feeling kind of worn down on this process, I'm like, you better dig in. You got to start building that case back up, that motivation, the reasons why you are doing this. And don't hook it to a feeling, right? Don't hook it to drive. You got to hook it to a really strong case for that goal. Um, anything else you want to talk about in terms of building the case and talking about the why? No, not with regards to that. Okay. Did you have other thoughts? Well, so I do think another reason why people don't feel motivated at times is they don't feel hopeful because they just feel like they can't stick with it. They can't succeed no matter what. And I do think hope perhaps is a precursor or predecessor uh, to motivation in that if you feel hopeful, right? And my definition of hope is very simple. Number one, it's having a clear objective. Number two, it's having a plan to reach that objective. And number three, most importantly, is you believing you can actually follow that plan. And I think sometimes we start these things, whatever it might be, and consciously or subconsciously, we know we can't stick with it. And then you lose hope. And without hope, there's no motivation or no, or no drive. Um, so I think it's really important for you to feel hopeful on the plan you have in order to reach your objective. And if you feel hopeful, then I think that inspires action. And then when you act, of course, you feel motivated. So it becomes this virtuous cycle. Right. So I, right. perhaps if you're not feeling motivated, another reason why is you don't feel hopeful about the plan you're on. And that is easily fixable. Right. Talk with your coach about it. Talk with us, whatever it might be. Come up with a plan that you feel you can stick to no matter what. So I'm going to turn it on you. And I think you're really good about doing this kind of stuff. But like, what would make you feel hopeless? Like, what is like the one or two things that makes somebody feel hopeless. So I think number one is feeling like you have no chance of succeeding, right? You're just like, well, I, it's just going to be the same cycle over and over. I can't succeed. So what would that be like, like shooting for the same outcome or the same goal over, over again and like falling short? I think it would be not having a plan you believe in. That's number one. Okay. You feel hopeless when you don't have a plan. You don't have a way out. Right. So you don't believe in, okay. in the way out you have. That's number one. And I would say number two, what makes someone feel hopeless? Um, well, I would say a lack of self-compassion, because if you have the plan in place and you believe in the plan, then I would say the lack of self-compassion, because it is inevitable. There's going to be missteps. There's going to be challenges. There's going to be ups and downs. And if you're constantly beating yourself up of here I go again. Whenever you make a mistake or a misstep, and I put mistake in quotes for those just listening, 
because I don't really believe mm-hmm. in mistake. Like it, it's just whatever. Yeah. A misstep. <laughs> the antics. Yeah. Um, if you beat yourself up over every single time, you're like, here I go again. And then you go down this vicious cycle or, and, and you're just like, all right, well, yep, I can't stick with it. Then you're going to constantly feel hopeless. And I think the key to that, the antidote to that is, is practicing your self-compassion muscle and saying, all right, maybe last night I slipped up, I messed up. But what about all the other times I made a choice I was proud of? I made a choice I feel good about. And we always, or as to say almost always, when we say here I go again in our mind, and maybe we don't exactly say the words here I go again, but there's a part of us that's like, oh, how is this going to be different? It's almost always we're focusing on something bad that we did, something that we're not proud of. Yet, if we flipped it and did that when we did something good or something we're proud of, you know, we skipped the dessert or we skipped this or we went for an extra, we went for a walk even though we didn't feel like it. So many positive things we do, you'd certainly have a different outcome, right? But we tend to focus on the negative versus the positive. Right. Yeah. Humans. Humans, so predictable. Focus on the negative, seeking comfort. Listen, and and I think along that line of self-compassion, like also recognize this is human behavior. Every single one of us. Every single one of us, I don't care what kind of health or physical state we are in, we all struggle with the same stuff because we're all programmed this way, right? So, and I know we've said this before, we really do, as Adam said, (laughs) preach what we practice. We all have to work on this. So, you know, that's why we're extending this. And so let's, let's go back to the original theme here, right? We're building the case of motivation to work on our goal, right? And so we're up against that short-term reward of comfort or discomfort avoidance, right? And so we're talking about reasons why we want to achieve our goal. And then Adam, you came in, let's add something else to our case and provide hope. Mm -hmm. And that's by having a plan we believe in, having a clear path to achieve it and and believing in ourselves and applying self-compassion along the way. So we're giving some ingredients here for you to really build the case to go after your goals, right? And it's okay. It's okay to want to go after these and take these big steps and step out of comfort. We always, of course, talk about leaving comfort behind and and moving into discomfort. And yes, this is a big ingredient of motivation as well. So Adam, anything else you want to add before we wrap this up? No, I think you summarized it great. I mean, you know, um, uh, yeah, make sure, you know, you feel hopeful. Um, Make sure that, um, you know, I, I think it's interesting to think about it. My challenge for you guys this week is whenever you're doing something, think about the motivation behind it um, and mm-hmm. think about, is it to avoid discomfort? Is it to seek pleasure? But I think when you start to become aware of why you're doing what you're doing, it's really fascinating. And we almost become like a scientist. It's like, hmm, that's interesting. This is what I really want. And when you realize what you really want, it becomes a lot easier to skip what you think you want, which is often food or whatever it might be. Yeah. No. And I, yeah, that's a good reminder. We're always motivated. Good news. Yes. (laughs) We're always motivated, right? So now we just have to aim that motivation at the things we really want. That's, I mean, on like, this has sort of like changed my whole outlook. I'm always motivated. <laughs> it's just, I got to get it going in the right direction, right. which is great. Right. So we don't have to like worry that we're not, never motivated. We're always motivated. It's always just motivated. motivated to do what? And, you know, what do they say when the, 
the discomfort of staying the same is greater than the discomfort of change, that's when people change, right? That's when people are driven to take action. And I think one of the easiest things you can do is write out or talk with your coach about it. Five ways life will be more fun when you reach your goal. And that's, I think that's a pretty powerful way to get some motivation and also some drive. Yeah, definitely. All right, guys, build your case. Email us, email us your case. Pretend you're the lawyer for your goal. I want to hear the argument. All right. And uh, yeah, stay motivated because you can't help it. (laughs) All right, guys, we'll talk to you next time.